Hey, hey, everyone, welcome back to the new episode of Radio Say. You're watching this as a result of the YSA platform. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, lots of thoughts on it, so enjoy. Hi, everyone. So, today we're going to talk about Swarm. Um, Swarm, if you don't know about it, is a video. No, sorry, it's not a video. It's a TV show, it's a TV series, um, a very short one. That's on Prime Video, and that was released on Friday the 17th of March 2023. Um, It was directed by Donald Glover, um, and, like, it stars Dominique Fishback, and um, there is, like, like a little guest starring in what, like, there's, like, actually two, like, famous guest starrings, Um, actually just three. Um, now that I keep thinking there's more so there's like um, Chloe Bailey, there's Paris Jackson and Billy Eilish all who have their own separate like episodes in, or like moments like real like present moments in the show um, it's each episode is like 30 minutes each and it's only 7 episodes honestly I just really love I love cinema and I love film and like I love cinematography like this this show has impeccable cinematography and it's just so cleanly woven from start to finish it you can tell that a lot of research and thoughts was put into the creation of the show and it was done with really an art ticket like with like really like I'm trying to find the word but like like, it's not articulate, but it's, like, it's done with really, like, intricate, like, detail. And, like, it's all really well done through. And it's just really do- well done and really well thought through. And even, like, the s- song choices that are in this show. So I'm going to give a brief summary. And then we're going to do go into the meat of the show. So I'm going to, like, try and make separate recordings so my thoughts are more organized. And yeah, um, we're gonna get into it. Okay, so first, I want to start this part by saying um, I'm gonna summarize it. So there's gonna be some mild spoilers, and as it continue, they'll be continue. They'll, the spoilers will increase, obviously, because you know this is an analysis of the show. Um, I want to start off by saying I'm not sure if I said that like there was Chloe Bailey. There was Paris Jackson and there was Billy Eilish. I'm not sure if I mentioned all three names. But anyways, I just wanted to clarify that. And then we can move on to this like section now of summarizing it. Okay, so a summary of the show. Um, basically, a quick summary without spoiling it. It's about a fan who's really obsessed about this pop star. Pop star and like she's kind of very involved like the fan is very involved on twitter and like very involved in the community and the obsession just grows and in trying to protect like the pop star um or in or because of their the fans of obsession with the pop star um things take like kind of a a more violent turn so that's like kind of my summary without spoiling it so if that intrigues you watch the trailer and check out the show 
um obviously trigger warnings for any show like this that you will see um you will see from the trailer hopefully you'll be able to get but if you need to search it up i'll also include trigger warnings in the description but this is the first section and then of my like miniature summary with no spoilers whatsoever i'm gonna build on the summary so it's more expansive and people can fully understand what i'm going to talk about okay so here's like more of like a expanded summary so um the main character's name is dre and she like I, I loved i had watched this video just now about like that was discussing the show and someone described dre as an individual who's obsessed with a pasta and i really like that because we're gonna keep for now we're gonna keep dre as um we're not gonna mention dre's identity quite yet even though i love talking about identities on this podcast show you know you know how i am is a show i i love talking about identity and intersections of identity we're gonna keep her identity like kind of not fully in the starlight or in the limelight whatever it's called obviously pronouns in english is a bit gendered always but anyways we're gonna keep we're gonna keep the ball rolling rolling so dre loves this so first of all the show starts by saying um every like every detail is intentional i didn't see this like saying in the first episode but i saw it in the second episode and the start of the second episode saying every single detail is that it like seems like it's mimicking real life events or real life people or like real life phenomenon that, that's like intentional like any any details that seem like it sounds like a real life person kind of similar or to real events that have occurred in real life that's entirely truthful that's that's the truth it, ha- it has been happening like this you know so i find it really fascinating um because because and donald glover did say that like oh this the story itself is technically a fictional story um it it does take a lot of events that took place over two and a half years and like it's st- like kind of weaves all those events into a story of one person perpetrating those events and being involved in those events um so <laughs> that was interesting so yeah so dre is um like a huge fan of this pop star called Nigel, and Dre is part of Nigel's fan fan group, which is called the Swarm. And Nigel, like sorry, Dre even has a Twitter account called the Swarm, and like dedica- has dedicated so much of her life and her Twitter life and social life to like interacting with niger and interacting with others and making friends with other people who are fans of niger she's quite an obsessive fan and she has like a friend who she considers her sister in many ways called marissa dre has like and like they can't refer to each other as sisters even though they're technically not sisters at least not anymore and we'll get into that just now um and marissa and dre like growing up they really connected over their love for niger um dre loves niger so much that we've seen in the first episode her like trying to get like what's again some tickets to go watch niger 
but the only problem is is that Jay is kind of broke like she doesn't have enough money <laughs> to like <laughs> actually like in a reasonable way like budget for Nigel. so when she does get Nigel tickets she's actually not able to meet that month's rent because she bought Nigel tickets uh, and so then like the responsibility of rent falls onto Marissa but it's okay because like Dre plans on surprising Marissa with Niger tickets because they've dreamt of going to a Niger concert ever since they were kids. So it's going to be fine that Marissa is going to pay both of their rents this month. It's fine. It's fine. Marissa also has a boyfriend. I have forgotten his name. But Marissa's boyfriend. Um, let's let's put a little pin on that for now. <laughs> Marissa's boyfriend is a slightly different talking point for later in this video. Okay. But, like, Dre doesn't really like Marissa's boyfriend. And Marissa's boyfriend happens to not be a huge fan of Niger. Or at least doesn't really support Niger or fully understand Niger. The same way that, like, um... How can I put this? Dre does. <laughs> and so, like... And Dre is someone who doesn't have like a lot of social skills honestly i found in the especially in the first episode i found myself really relating to Dre. she's a socially awkward individual who is like just doesn't have the same kind of like charisma or ease with interacting with people expressing her emotions um she's a, like Dre's a virgin, Dre is someone who doesn't get with guys, Dre is someone who has people have like kind of assumed sometimes that she might be a lesbian but like at this point in the story like Dre is just annoyed by the fact that like everyone is just like kind of doesn't take her seriously, kind of views her as like a oh she needs help getting with someone and Marissa's boyfriend makes a point of this by saying oh you clearly have you clearly have never been with her with a man before if you want want me to hook you up i can get you there <laughs> you know which was um a little um annoying <laughs> to say the say the least um but yeah it's clear that also like the way she like Trace stares a lot or like has this kind of innocence to her like really depends on marissa to be there and always be friends with her and has this problem with abandonment it's clear that she clearly has had some issues a little bit socially or while growing up maybe even or like family wise because she really does consider marissa, marissa to be her family and they have this deep bond that's very clear and evident anyways um so we're gonna get into a section now where i'm gonna have to pull up some spoilers so if you need to like stop listening to the podcast now i totally understand but we're not gonna have to get into spoilers and i i think i should just warn you okay so by the end of the first episode um part of the reason we're able to see how like dre has abandonment issues is because dre like um marissa plans on has an opportunity to do a makeup gig but she has to miss her regular job to do this m m makeup gig so she asked dre hey dre can you please fill in and bad work so we can still make sure that we get paid this month you know and then dre's like yeah sure of course 
Dre at the work gets distracted because Marissa's boyfriend shows up and Marissa's boyfriend is like stop working Dre help me pick out something for Marissa um because I need some advice getting her some something Dre is like fine whatever it's for Marissa blah 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 um when Mar Dre returns to her place of where she's to put the stores it's not really a store but like you know those kind of like those kind of like the stores that that are in the center of a hallway in the mall does that make sense i'm trying to feel like like it's they all will they will always be there but it's not really a closed off store does that make sense it's just i don't know what they're called but like as you're walking in the mall there's like the stores that have to go into like a room and it's there's a clearly a door and then there's the kind of like the stores that are in the center of like what in in a school building would be considered a hallway and i don't know how anyways fine whatever hopefully you get the visual anyways so dre goes back to where she was supposed to be working right finds out the store got robbed while she wasn't there so now she's in a whole lot of trouble she calls marissa she's, she's upset the boss is upset marissa's panicking because she's like oh gosh she might not be able to make rent because i'm probably going to be fired and she's really mad at dre because dre did not like stay at the store like she, that was like dre's one job you know what i mean now dre doesn't know how to explain yet that like the reason she has missed a job was because marissa's boyfriend was trying to help and uh, and obviously since because of the issues right now I might not feel like a good excuse whatever um and so like marissa's marissa yeah marissa's upset marissa's like you know what dre i'm gonna leave i'm gonna go out and dre's like wait why are you going are you mad at me blah 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 like please don't leave please leave please can we just stay together and so like that guess what i got you tickets and then for your birthday and then marissa's like you got me niger tickets for the birthday one you're you used is that that's why you can't make rent that's just a stupid use of your money okay that's one and two i was i'm already going with my boyfriend to like this place that's like in i think it's called atlanta like i'm already going away with my boyfriend for my birthday so that was a waste of money on two different ways you know what i mean and dre is absolutely heartbroken and marissa's like sorry bye girl i'm just i have to get out i'm really mad right now and i need a I need some fresh air marissa leaves like Dre's distraught and also Dre hasn't like tries to tell Marissa just before he leaves actually by the way you shouldn't go with your boyfriend because your boyfriend when he supposedly was trying to get your birthday gift or something he then tried to hit on me and tried to say to me that hey you know I could help you not be a virgin anymore and I want you to know that he was basically cheating on you um, Marissa Dre, Dre, Dre wants like Marissa to know know that marissa's like i don't care to have time for this i'm going dre's upset dre's like you know but then dre listens to a new niger song or music video and she's inspired she's blown away and she's like you know what i want to go out partying tonight she goes to a party dre dre goes to a party she's dressed all nice she even had like when she wakes up she realizes that she potentially might may have had sex for the first time she's like oh my gosh this is crazy that was a wild night you know me blah 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 but then she like she's like wait 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 like this that was a wild night why don't you make sure that like marissa's okay and you make sure everything's okay i need to get back home i don't know where i am blah blah blah, blah. she charges her phone blah blah blah, blah. 
and then she looks at her phone and she realizes that she's missed a bunch of text messages and calls from marissa and marissa was like really calling dre for help and she finds out that marissa had a fight with her boyfriend the night before and that like she really needed dre's help but dre had missed the phone call obviously and as after that like after like all the those text messages and those calls marissa then says like i'm sorry goodbye and decides to commit um the unaliving act i'm not this is not tiktok i can say suicide on spotify but anyways um, <laughs> not the, okay like, i'm just thinking about how it's not really like yeah just thinking about how tiktok has created some new vocab which is which like years before this i just would have thought was such a silly way of describing things but anyways moving on not silly but like yeah just not not proper anyways so where was i okay oh uh, yeah I always get this part part where i get a little distracted okay so marissa commits suicide um dre tries to visit the funeral but the family's like sorry we don't want we don't want you here at the funeral dre is like but why and she's confused and she's not allowed at a funeral we find out a little way later why we'll get to that and so like Dre's upset and then she she then she's really furious and she's like she does not take the death of Marissa well at all. She's like emotionally distraught. Like it's it's really bad. It's not it's not going very well. And she like really hates Marissa's boyfriend now. So then like eventually she decides, hey, let me go to Marissa's boyfriend's house and speak to him, figure out why did he do everything? Because this is the really I blame the death of Marissa on her her boyfriend. So let me talk to him. Why didn't you and she goes to the house, he lets him in and then she's like, Why didn't you like speak to Marissa? Like why didn't you like sorry, why didn't you go to the funeral? And he's like, Yeah, I should have, I should have, I'm so sorry. I'm so upset that like I last time we spoke to, I spoke to her, it was a fight, this is so stupid. I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. I'm so sad. Do you want some tea? Um, because I know you don't drink. Let me go get you some tea. So he decides to go get her some tea. And then, like, um, what's it? Dre then picks up, like, a sculpture or something. Some, uh, some sort of object that's really hard. Comes up from behind Marissa's, like, boyfriend. And then hits him on the head. And basically, like, kills him with, like, blunt force. Um, sorry, that was really descriptive. I started, I, I started realizing how descriptive that was, and I was like, how can I make this less descriptive in the like the last few seconds of this, this description? But anyways, um, so yeah, so then like that's what happens, and she's like, oh gosh, I've murdered someone. I've spilled the milk. She says, which I think it's her phrase of like, well, she doesn't, she doesn't say it in this moment, but anyways. She will, she will eventually say, I spoke milk as a way of describing when she accidentally, not accidentally, when she makes the mistake, when she kills someone, by, by the way. Like, but like she kind of, when she says, I spoke the milk, it's like, oh, I did a bad thing, but I didn't mean to, it's just, it happened uncontrollably, blah, blah, blah. Anyways. So, like, then the rest of the story kind of starts to unfold, and she kind of really just starts to, like, every time she sees, like someone who has either made fun of Marissa or made fun of Niger, she then like 
ends up attacking them or killing them she actually starts to plan this so like so she then becomes a stripper because one guy she finds out on through her twitter chain that like he and through his social media presence that he had said something mean about marissa jackson which is dre's friend and had said something mean about niger so then she's like okay I know this guy's obsessed with strippers because I've looked through his entire feed and he's obsessed with this one specific place. So I'm going to get a job specifically there. You know what I mean? And then try and hunt him down or catch him so that I can kill him. Um, and then she discovers uh, discovers this, this one girl that wants to try and make friends with her. And like, but she's like really annoying. But like she does, unfortunately, like she has an abusive boyfriend. So at first, um, it seems like Dre, when she kills the abusive boyfriend, it seems like, oh, she's doing it to help like this like person that she finds a, a little annoying, like Hallie Halsey. I'd forgotten her name, but her stage, her stage name is Halsey, you know, because this she's a fellow stripper. And she's like, oh, so when she does kill the fellow stripper's abusive boyfriend, I'm like, oh, okay, so she's gonna not, she's trying to do the arc where she kills men who are mean and harmful towards women. If that's the route that she's going for, then I think that's like not as bad. You know what I mean? Like, well, it's, yeah, not ideal, obviously, because murder is never ideal, but like, I was gonna be like, oh, so I think I started thinking, oh, potentially there might be space to like, not necessarily think of her as crazy but perhaps even like root for her if that makes sense i don't know but like it seems like a, 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 an opportunity to be like oh so she's doing like something she's trying to make things right in her own way does that make sense but then she goes and heads and kills the stripper because she's like annoyed with the stripper um like which i, I maybe i shouldn't keep calling her the stripper because that's not her identity her name is halsey she's annoyed with halsey so then she kills halsey um and like and that's and then she kind of then becomes proof that it actually doesn't even really matter like who they are what they do like she just if she's if you make her mad or angry for whatever reason she will hurt you you know what i mean and i'm like oh okay this is not selling is reasonable then not even reasonable like because i don't know i'm trying to think of a, a way to describe this this is someone who whose reason like who's kind of being positioned so that even the audience thinks okay no you're nuts <laughs> like you know what i mean like there's no opportunity for the audience to really have sympathy for her um and then like yeah she kind of just starts to like murder anyone who is mean against niger anyone who's mean against marissa or anyone who annoys her or stands in her way and her obsession throughout the show becomes like for niger it becomes obvious because even when she does find a way to manipulate a man into laying her like come backstage with him and then stealing his like staff member um card or whatever it's called to get in backstage um and finally meets niger she then like like is eating a snack at the party where she meets niger and she's like like you know there's this whole fantasy sequence and it turns out at the end of this fantasy fantasy sequence that she bit niger like bit niger's face and everyone's like what you bit niger that's crazy and she runs away so it's kind of clear that like even if she, even though she gets to meet niger she will hurt niger herself you know what i mean because at this point it's kind of obvious that she's a full 
full-blown ratomaniac who like believes who can like communicate with people even though they dead because she she like kind of starts to imagine she holds she has Mar marissa's phone and at first she like uses marissa's phone to text herself and stuff like that but eventually she just starts to imagine that marissa's still texting her from the dead telling her to do all these things even these bad things you know what i mean and it's clear that her obsession just like like really explodes and is the show doesn't really try to provide that much sympathy for her does that make sense i i don't know it's definitely a show where you, like this is definitely the first time i've seen a show where the main character is a murderer and the show itself doesn't seem like it wants us to like root for her like it, the show itself wants us to think that this character murder um murderer is insane is absolutely crazy and like unreasonable you know and wants that to be known from the beginning it doesn't try to persuade us through like um an internal dialogue that appears logical first it doesn't uh, try to persuade us by like what's called again like like other means like like I, how can i say it? what are other means of oh yeah by like leaning into like a seductress kind of vibe or it doesn't try to persuade us through like um like oh this is what happened to her in her past now you see what she's become does that make sense like it doesn't really try to do that you know it's like like because even though what has happened was has been sad and tragic i could perhaps i could lead me to see what why marissa's boyfriend and like um was kogan and like Halsey's abusive boyfriend would be like killed like after that it just starts to become like okay you're killing people who are, are unlikable but not necessarily deserving of death like none of them are deserving of death and i think the only one that was like arguably deserveable of death was the abusive boyfriend you know i think even marissa's boyfriend who sucks was not deserving of death does that make sense anyways moving on like um and so yeah like she then and then like this this one point where she tries to like yeah she tries to kill a man who she i guess this this sort of storyline where she becomes a stripper so that she can find the man ready R reggie i think yeah she finds like reggie and like it's, like but like when she tries to kill him like he finds out and he tries to kill her which when that's happening i as much as i don't like violence against women i understand in this moment why he's like trying to hurt her because he tried to because she tried to kill him first and she had been creepy towards him leading up to this point so i can i can see how the, the events are taking place you know but then of course the other woman who her fellow like co-workers um dre's fellow co-workers like see this man like trying to like kill dre and she's and he and they're like oh this man is trying to kill like a stripper blah 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 let's like defend ourselves against him and stuff and so then one of the like stripper um so one of the ladies um like shoots shoots reggie to defend dre but then Dre jumps into her car and leaves the rest of her co-workers stranded and like left to dry, you know. So then her co-workers end up in jail. But Dre's all fine and continues on her path, her murderous path to kill basically everyone 
at this point who's now not a Niger fan is there something rude about Niger which is crazy like I, honestly that's like that's when I really started to hate Drake does that make sense like before then I was like huh or I was annoyed I was like come on girl you know but then like at this point when she leaves the people who try to protect her because they because right they rightfully assumed or not rightfully but they assumed i can like people can understand why they assume that reggie was trying to like rape dre because reggie was on top of dre and reggie was strangling dre and they know from their like their life as women who have to work in the strip club they know that they are constantly at risk of being raped or being like murdered if they don't give in. So obviously when they see Reggie strangling Trey without any other context, they will assume that he's trying to like hurt her. And so of course they try to remove her. And then like one friend is like, Okay, I didn't like we're not successful in removing him off off of Trey. Like let's like bring up the gun, you know what I mean? So like I felt so bad for those women. Who got like left hand drive because they really were in their heads they were saving dre from getting raped or killed you know what i mean like and it's just <sighs> dre made me so furious and i think gosh like i actually start i started to hate her from then on and then yeah she ends up like yeah like and there's there are points where she kind of gets like like the police like started for like oh let me just like drag drag along this woman you know like there was a point where she she has a car and her car is buddy but the policeman is like hmm let me like follow this black woman let me check her license and follow her and make sure she goes to the hotel that she says that she's going to go to but she makes us and so dre like makes a stop at this like i don't know what's called in america but at this garage um like a is it gas station? Yes, it's called a gas station in America. Um, they Dre makes a stop at a gas station and go, goes to the shop where she can get some like snacks, and she's like panicking. And one of the other women like realizes that oh, like clearly like Dre is panicking, and like they go up to um the police officer and it's like hey, like like uh, this white woman goes up to the police officer and says hey. Because this is the first time I, I really I feel like I should mention Dre's identity. By the way, in case you haven't guessed it, Dre is a black woman. <laughs> so moving on, but like like the the this white woman goes up to this police officer like, "Hey, you're harassing a black woman, and if you don't stop harassing her, I'm gonna post pictures of you onto the internet." You know what I mean? And like, I'm gonna prove that like you, I'm gonna like, and then everyone's gonna hate you, and everyone's gonna associate you with police brutality. And you know what? Like, there, like, even though like there is a little bit of blood on the scene from the from the way the scene is shot, and like also um the fact that like Dre thro throws a jacket onto a uh, the spot that ha is stained, it seems like the officer can't actually like what's called again see any blood on the scene or see anything suspicious does that make sense so it kind of like merges these two worlds of like police brutality or like police hypervigilance over like black people and like you know police like and then also like also like like police like just not being 
smart enough when it comes not smart but like not being like investigative enough when there is a murder on the loose so it's kind of like blending like these two very like polar opposite ideas so when the police is policeman is following dre part of me is like it's potentially is because of racism but in this case dre isn't innocent she has murdered people there's literally blood on her seats so like there's this like kind of weird feeling to think that she the only reason she might get caught is because of racism which is not a, <laughs> it was it was such a weird blurring of themes um i think it was very genius from a filmmaking point of view because like we end up at least for me i ended up having a weird sense of sympathy for dre in the sense that like at this specific moment i didn't necessarily want her to get caught like this just because in the, the with this if if she were to get caught like this this would frustrate me because it would be the one time the police do their job right but the only reason they end up doing the job right it was accidentally not because of their their own powerness like not what's the prowess it's not because of their own skill sets but because of like their racism they just like like they just ended up lucky in this case which was not a message i want would want promoted visually does that make sense so anyway so when the white woman goes to tell the um police officer off he ends up leaving and he's like okay fine i won't like i'll leave and the white woman goes back in and she introduces herself to, oh no she doesn't go back in she stays outside and lets dre leave and she introduces herself to dre as cricket and she's like hey you're going to the concert hey you should join me my my friends and you can stay with us until you go to the concert and then like dre essentially kind of gets involved in a cult <laughs> at least like a even if it's not a cult, it kind of feels like a cult. It's 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 almost a cult. But basically gets involved in this like um woman's group where like this woman are focused on healing and stuff like that. <laughs> but like it's a it's a group of mostly like white women and like Dre's the only black woman in this group. I think she might even be the only woman of color, but can't be certain. Um but like I'm like ninety percent certain. Yeah, there's just this one woman that makes me think, hmm, maybe she Maybe she's not a person. Maybe she is a person of color. Maybe she's not. You know, I can't quite tell. Um, but like, but honestly, she's just the woman with like the darkest hair and darkest eye color. So like that's the only reason that might confuse me. But anyways, um, like, yeah, and so that happens, <laughs> and then like, like uh, and then in this the sequence that follows while she's trying to heal, like her secrets kind of get revealed because she's like in this kind of like hypnotic therapy session um where she ends up like revealing her secrets and it's during the sequence where she says i spilt the milk and the milk was red by the way billy Eilish shows up in this show and shows up in this moment um talented like she actually did such a great job and i was like wow wow this was so amazing well done like you know it's definitely one of the few times when a singer is acting and i actually feel like it was a good acting choice or decision does that make sense so like a good casting decision there we go and so yeah this was like it was a really good episode it was episode like four in the show and then also i forgot to mention that halsey the character who plays halsey is Paris jackson and she makes this like really funny joke that like 
works so well because Paris Jackson is <laughs> playing it. <laughs> like, Halsey's character is someone who's like, I don't know how to, like, maybe a quarter black. <laughs> like, because her father is half black. <laughs> and, and, but, like, Halsey's, Halsey says, oh, yeah. I I'm like black. My my boyfriend couldn't accept the fact that I'm black. And like Dre's like, what? Like you're black? And it's like, yeah, my father's half black. Uh, so therefore, I. <laughs> and then and then like Halsey then says, that's why my stage name is Halsey because like <laughs> making reference to like like Halsey the singer. <laughs> and it's just so funny because Paris Jackson is obviously. If you don't know this, let me tell you, it is the daughter of Michael Jackson. <laughs> and so, uh, the sequence was just really funny. It was just, it was a great casting decision. I must say, the casting in this was phenomenal. Anyways, um, and then, like, what's it? We, yeah, so we end up a little further on in the story where she's kind of in this cult place and she reveals her secrets and stuff like that. So the cult now know that she has an addiction to murdering and by the way she she does mention the idea that she has an addiction to murdering when she's first seducing that guy who's a staff member at and like and when she steals that staff member's um card to go into like a a vrp section where she bites niger's face yeah and so like like it was it was crazy um but yeah like she like ends up like revealing secrets and stuff like that and that she has trauma tied to her phone i actually felt like it was such a great sequence because it made me think about like my relationship with healing and how like it's like perhaps a little weird and toxic maybe and maybe even like kind of like a spiritual call and it also makes me think about my past relationships or well really even just my one relationship with this one person and how like <laughs> discussions of healing there and like being a person of intersectional experiences specifically like a black woman and like unveiling all of your ugliness in front of other women just like i don't know is an interesting concept sometimes or just unveiling your ugliness in front of people regardless but sometimes it feels hard when it's like those people don't share your identity because it's like how will they think of you? Will they stereotype you? Will they think of you as less than? Does that make sense? So it was an interesting concept to see that visually. But at the same time, Dre is a murderer. So she deserves any stigma she gets for being a murderer. So this like so this really just like this this show was so clever, I must say. Um like, so and then like Dre to like to get out of the cult. Cause she now because now she realizes, oh gosh, I might mean the main reason that she wants to get out now is because yeah she realizes that everyone now knows her secrets and not just the one person that she thought she was telling her secrets to but like she also finds out that oh wait it's friday night and i'm supposed to be at the niger concert you know what i mean because the the initially with how the group lures um dre in is by promising her to get niger tickets you know what i mean so she or to get a backstage pass you know so she literally to escape she ends up murdering the like the therapist slash cult leader and like ends up like murdering another woman as well and I'm, and during that sequence i was like i know that first of all we have well established that one dre is crazy two <laughs> if there's a second part two that she's willing to do anything to get to niger but like but watching that like 
because I think I've discussed the idea of like violence against women but specifically the experience of watching yeah like how watching violence against women is horrible um it's just it's a very interesting experience to watch violence against women perpetrated by women and it's not like a like a oh fun superhero movie does that make sense like it's a like a weird crazy murder show like it's it's was it was very terrifying and really like an insane experience to watch because because <laughs> like yeah it was just it was an insane experience to watch because then like women are getting murdered so like i'm not happy but, and then like but then dre is a woman who's murdering and i'm just like oh well it is it, like it's just it's weird visually and then like because it it feels like it's not equal does that make sense even though there's just so much more women in the cult group and it's just dre by herself dre with a car like if that makes sense yeah no that was that was a weird sequence and i think also at that moment i was like why did you like part of me wanted to scream at whoever like wrote this because i was like so like because up until this point um she had mostly been like i don't know how to explain this but like every like yeah like i'm trying to think about how to explain this it was just a weird it was a weird sequence because i couldn't reach for anyone does that make sense like if if i saw a movie where like if i saw any other movie really if someone someone was escaping a cult and he had to murder people who had been trapping you know how i watched get out get out i was any murder that needed to take place for for um the main character get get and get out to get out of the cult weird that weird like racist thing like i com i totally not condoned it per se but i totally understood does that make sense like i was like you know what do what you have to do get out get out <laughs> like you know what i mean this i i did not have that feeling i did not have that feeling <laughs> like i felt like the the same kind of pain that i feel when like women of any race get murdered but then i was like oh my gosh why is this black women being portrayed as violence but at the same time dre has kind of done this thing where she's like she's a black woman but she's also just such an individual that like <laughs> like and, and and i think up until then she had also mostly been killing people of color or hurting people of color or like people who are also black and so like and then like before we had fully established the fact that she's just in that job it seemed like she was killing men who were hurting other women so we, we kind of like get less and less sympathetic for her and so in this moment if she was a regular black woman escaping a cult i would have rooted for her but it, it, i'm not rooting for her because it's dre and dre has done horrific things up until this point and so i don't really view like her as more it's just weird because usually when i watch a murder show i'll wait for even the murderer to just get away and not get killed which is really bad and i think most murder shows should stop trying to be make us so sympathetic this is the first murder show where i cannot feel like true like in depth sympathy for dre all the way i was there was many times all the gosh no dre stop what he what he did there was sick and disgusting and i'm disturbed 
you know what I mean? And it would be moments where I was like, oh, I get where you pay this, but I'd say, feel like those moments were very quickly eclipsed. Anyways, so that whole sequence happens. I'm emotionally perplexed, confused, boggled. I don't know how I feel in terms of representation in media, and I just, I'm left wordless, you know what I mean? <laughs> and so, um, like, <coughs> and by the way, the cults were, they were wrong for being a cult. Does that make sense? But like, oh, like for trying to keep Drea there, even though she didn't want to be there. But at the same time, like, like everything that had happened and Dre just being a murderer and hurting so many people, like, just because she wants to see if you're, um, I just show was so stupid. Yeah. Anyways, if you haven't guessed by now, I'm gonna I'm gonna get to it. So, anyways, um, she accidentally misses. She ends up missing the Nigel show, so all that murder was really for no reason. Um, <laughs> and then like we kind of like skip into ahead, and then she realizes that once she, once she's gotten Marissa's phone back, that like Marissa's phone was called is no longer working. So then she tries to get her. Marissa, she goes back to Houston, Texas, so birth, her place, her home, her original home, and she tries to get the f phone fixed. And then we, we see Ricky Thompson playing this, like, store clerk, and when I saw Ricky Thompson, I was like, please don't let Ricky Thompson die, because all the deaths up until then had really felt unexpected. Like, not the, like, not all of the deaths, but, like, but like the 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 deaths of the guest stars truly felt unexpected. Like for some reason, oh I know why. Billy Eilish's character is like kind of this cult leader. She kind of feels invincible because she's able to. She kind of does this hypnotic thing where she snaps her fingers and gets Dre to say her name. Um, like and Dre at first is saying Kayla, 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 and eventually she says Dre, and then as like. Um, Billy Eilish's character snaps her fingers. Like Dre reveals all of her like, like her mistakes and the truth, and that that she murders people and that she hurts people and that she has issues with that. And so, and like even when Dre is like angry in one of the therapist sections, so she just like is able to snap Dre into like saying her name again, and like into like into being honest. So eventually, like the cold leader kind of starts to feel invincible. Because she's just able to get Dre to, like, do stuff, even though Dre doesn't want her to do stuff. And even get Dre to, like, calm down enough to, like, do the stuff, even though Dre is angry, you know? So when Dre actually kills Billy Eilish's character, I was, like, flabbergasted. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just truly was not expecting that for some reason. Like, the actual, like, murder of specifically Billy Eilish's character. Like, that seemed shocking. And even, like, the murder of Paris Jackson's character felt shocking. Because even though Halsey had been annoying, she she had just been annoying. Like, that was the worst thing she had done. She was Halsey's character was even willing to, like, help cover up the, the dead body of her abuser. Because Halsey's character even kicks, like, her, her, her abuser's body. Her abuser's... Her abusive body boyfriend's body when she finds out that like dre has killed like the abusive boyfriend she's like yeah like f him <laughs> you know like we need we might need fake passports and she's like she's going on about like how we need fake passports we might need fake ids we could like move to new york or new mexico or whatever we could like 
travel we might need to take my car because it might be easier to get away etc etc so yeah like cozy's character is a little annoying but like that's the worst thing she does and but she's literally on dre's side and willing to help dre cover up the issues <laughs> and so when dre just like murders her i was like huh like girl she's literally on her side and then when like and then when billy Irish's character gets murdered it's like but like if Billy's Irish character at Star is full invincible and like one of the few people who can't get killed. So anyways, um it a lot had a lot had happened. <laughs> so anyways, I see Ricky Thompson's character and I'm just like, no, Ricky Thompson, please don't die. Please don't die. because um, like I actually really like him. Um at least I don't know. I haven't seen his content in a while, to be fair. So if he's done anything else, I I'm not I'm not like aware of that, so like i'm saying that with full knowledge that i don't know what he's been up to lately but i do know when i was younger and he, when he was in various ball like i really liked like some of the stuff he would do on social media it was really funny anyway it's moving on i was like no you're not ricky thompson <laughs> and then like yeah and so he's working at this like like this store clerk who helps with <coughs> helps with technology and phone plans and Dre's like, please, please get this phone to work. I'm Marissa Jackson. And then and then the stone clerk was like, okay, I'll help you. If you even if you don't have ID, blah blah blah. And then he was like, Oh yeah, you're gonna have to spout, talk to Harris Jackson. And then and then and she was like, No, I can't. And it's like, yeah, don't get me I understand like it's family drama, but the truth is I can't really help you, you're gonna have to ask him. And then she's like, like if you want I can call him and then and then like Drayden hits like um Ricky Thompson's character and it's like no don't call Harris Jackson and then Ricky Thompson's like actually I don't feel safe I don't feel oh, comfortable doing this anymore I'm sorry I just I can't do this anymore I hope you can respect that like <laughs> when when that happened I was like okay you are right to feel like very uncomfortable helping Dre anymore um because as we've established dre has done some horrible things uh, and is not who she says she is per se but like also when it happened i when that scene happened i felt frustrated and it made me think about like myself a little bit in the sense of like like how like if you mess up a little bit or if you show too much ang anger for one second it sometimes feels like it's like irreversible um and it's like then like people like will no longer help you or like guide you and it just like i don't know it was a little bit of a trick moment because it made me think of this one moment um in this one relationship that like really messed me up <laughs> like not messed me up but like just kind of maybe like yeah it's a whole story there <laughs> so like that was so that it just it made me think about my own <laughs> issues but like but besides that, um, Ricky was right in this case to definitely be like, yeah, no, sorry, I can't help you. And I'm really glad that Ray doesn't, like, murder him on the spot. But anyways, <laughs> moving forward. Um, and by the way, I wouldn't go as far as, like, hitting someone. That's, like, too much, you know what I mean? But, like, moving on. <laughs> like, then, like, there's a sequence when Dre is, like, crying and stuff like that. And she's, like telling someone that like marissa who who marissa used to work for like i think marissa's like boss because like marissa's boss is like hey trey i haven't seen you in a while i know marissa's death was horrible 
how are you and then like dre tells this whole sequence and story where she basically tells marissa's boss that dre has like dre tells marissa's dre tells marissa's boss that she has become like um like this makeup artist and marissa would have been so proud of her because she became a makeup artist for nige's mother and like i can tell when like the boss is listening to her that she's like okay dre's a little crazy right now that definitely did not happen but even though that definitely did not happen i'm just gonna say that's so amazing and well done because there's no point in me trying to correct her in that and i was like thank you because we do not need we do not need another death in our hands even though it's no one's fault that they die it's dre's fault that she keeps hurting people but anyways um, so and then we see this really great sequence where where dre tries to break into marissa's house and force marissa's mom to give her the password or like no to like set up the phone account again and then marissa's dad who's harris who's harris harris brings out the gun and it was like because like dre has a gun by the way and dre threatens marissa's mom with a gun and Marissa's mom was like, you've done enough. There's nothing you can else you can take away from us. So I'm not scared of you. And then Harris brings out his gun, which is way bigger. And he was like, this is Texas, bitch. <laughs> Who do you think you are coming into my house? I'm going to shoot you. You know what I mean? You li Literally, the reason our daughter is dead is because of you. And he blames the death of Marissa on Dre. And I was like, hold up, hold up. Did, did we did, did i miss something did was dre did dre actually kill marissa and we just like were like in but because dre's perspective was really bad we just didn't know and i was like oh gosh like how how do i like like gosh it changes things a little bit you know what i mean no wonder she's so guilty but why would she do that why would she do the murdering like you know of marissa you know because at this point it seems like like yeah because she was still a fan of Nigel she was just more like a little yeah anyways <laughs> yeah I'm like huh and I was like no that's that's not what happened based on what we've seen so far so if that's not what happened that means you're kind of technically making the wrong assumption but if Harris Jackson Marissa's father does kill Trey even though it's technically based on the wrong assumption, you would still technically be serving kind of a form of like, like, like a, like a, you'll still be doing something for the greater good because Dre has killed a lot of people, but he doesn't necessarily know this. So it, it, at the same time, so we kind of enter back into this like gray murky water of like morality where like no one is per se in the correct lane like or like doing anything good and it's just like i don't even know who to root for but like <laughs> but at the same time i was like darn it i don't want like to see violence against women even if dre technically any violence that is done against her based on her actions would not necessarily be unjustified you know what I mean? like <laughs> so i'm just like um <laughs> I don't know how I feel. Anyways, um, Harris just shoots um, Dre in the like knee. Oh no no no! He doesn't shoot her in the knee. He shoots at her, but like Dre, 
like falls off a roof because he she jumps he jumps she jumps out of the roof to like escape um the house and so that's what breaks her knee and then she's limping away as harry shoots at her and then screams if you ever come back i'm gonna kill ya blah blah blah, blah. or i'm gonna call the police on ya blah 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 and i was just like okay that makes sense and also yeah you can't force harris to like bring back the phone anyway of marissa um just so you can keep your psychological shenanigans but anyways like i don't know it was hard to yeah it was hard to have something sympathy for anyone so then brings episode six i think episode six is probably going to be an absolutely underrated genius episode like it was an absolutely genius idea um it kind of takes a completely different form or like and it's it's still in the sense that like it's from a point of view of a detective called loretta green and it looks more like a documentary kind of series i'm like oh this is taking a different turn and like it's like loretta's like investigating all these like issues of murders and loretta green herself is a black woman and she's like hey i think we have a serial killer on our hands and this serial killer andrea green could be like a black woman you know what i mean and of course her superiors don't take her serious loretta green and then like loretta is like oh my gosh i can't believe that uh, my surname is the same as andrea's surname that's a little creepy it's and it's done like purposely as like the spoil thing because she's like there's so many similarities between loretta who is like a black woman she's like oh my gosh that's how and that's how she's able to pick up on the fact that like andrea is a black woman and yeah does it lean into stereotypes a little bit in the sequence yeah but like because it's done by a black woman it has like this a feeling of comedy and intelligence that perhaps wouldn't actually exist if it was said by anyone else and like we even have like loretta trying to like speak to a social case worker who used to work on andrea's case and andrea's like and the social worker is like how dare you put like showcase these foster children in a bad light which really helps like present an a different perspective on a way of interpreting andrea and interpreting like um even documentary series in general when especially when done on people who have like um serial killers and murderers it's it's really like this show like dips inside of itself and dips outside of itself and then like it's so reflective internally and externally of like society and it's its own mechanisms and how it presents itself and what could what messages it could offer to the world it's it's really doing something incredibly unique i must say it's, and it's fascinating and it's doing multiple things at once so anyways and then we even have like su the supposedly the real like um what's going i'm trying to figure out her name marissa's mother the real mother of marissa like eliminates on like the past relationships of everyone and then we find out like in in this episode six later on that like oh like andrea when she was younger there was asleep marissa had a sleepover for her birthday and andrea was there and andrea used to be a foster child of the jacksons and used to be like marissa's actual sister in a way so then that like storyline gets cleared up a little bit and not only that but like Maris, like uh, Andrea is like then like has like a, like as antisocial and kind of has those weird tendencies and at the sleepover, 
ends up like like a bunch of girls try to prank Marissa during Marissa's sleepover because Marissa's the first one to fall asleep and like they prank her by trying to like smother her like jump on top of her and so Andrea sees this and then Andrea attacks one of the girls who Marissa's friends with and like this girl's like white girl and ends up like strangling her and like stabbing her. I mentioned race a little because I remember earlier I was talking about like the color house like I was really unhappy with like <laughs> with violence and how it's kind of like unfolding it's it's or like not necessarily unhappy but I'm really like perplexed by the way it's unfolding because it's really just got me confused I don't know because it's just like Dre convinced commits violence against everyone but like I felt like at least when it was how can I say this yeah no it definitely with when it just feels really weirdly complicated with race like at least for me I don't know because it's just like oh like here's why it's because it's it, it, it then kind of becomes like betraying black women is more violence and as white women as victims and stuff like that and I just I didn't really necessarily like that trope does that make sense um because black women have been hyper masculinized and viewed as aggressive for a long time and at least up until this point like Drea kind of felt like an individual who has just very specific individual problems who does not speak for every other black woman you know what I mean <laughs> but anyways um like um but like yeah then we see like oh okay so she did hurt like someone from her past and then the, episode six really got me thinking like is this like real is andrea real um uh, is this based on her story i'm like confused you know what i mean but anyways the power of episode six is that it grounds the events of the story very quickly like helps catch people up and it grounds the events of the story in a realistic manner in a way that like that's not from an unreliable narrator's point of view so that everyone can like what's cooking like know what's up and know the like the truth of the story not from Drea's point of view from like the like from a truthful stand stand-up point of view and I think that was really great to have that break because we kind of get very resolved into the mindset of like the murderer and like maybe we sympathize with them too much or maybe we like I think what they're doing is okay or like maybe I don't know like a lot or maybe we just get confused on the events that are taking place and what's true and what's not and so to have like a, a really a reality check <laughs> towards the end of the season was like really great because it was just like helped like ground everything and like a mutual understanding fill out any plot holes answer people's questions you know what I mean and it just helped like for people to like really figure out what is happening does that make sense anyways um so then like the second episode seven takes place right and it goes back to its regular format and like we we see kind of like the ending of the story that's like kind of told not a story but like the 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 part that happens before andrea is finally arrested and in in episode six it tells us that by the way andrea has been arrested so we're kind of up until then it's it kind of cast um the rest of the series like retroactively and this last of like oh this whole time we've been kind of telling the story of andrea until she gets arrested you know what i mean 
<laughs> so episode seven kind of finishes that story and we see her living her life as tony and like she's so different as tony but she has changed her outfit she's changed the hair and she appears to be identifying more closely with her mask identity with potentially being queer you know or potentially identifying as a lesbian i don't think it's ever like fully established if she does and it, it honestly seems like she's changing she's turning she's turning over a new leaf because she ends up dating someone who hates niger who doesn't like listening to niger and she even makes makes their friends and it's like doesn't appear to be committing any more acts of violence and seems to be helping women now she even helps a woman who's drunk even though it happens um to which by the way i yeah i think i was right by the fact that like why women tend to get costed as like victims as sh in the show as only true victims and there's no like real perpetrators because even the cult leaders they don't commit acts of violence but they are like there are people who try to hold on to people and don't let them leave so that's the their worst act so yeah definitely yeah this show had a weird thing with its represent representation of white women but anyways the woman who's struggling and he's drunk and needs help happens to be a white woman and her friend rashida happens to be a woman of color a black woman and rashida is who dre ends up dating you know what i mean anyways because dre helps the um the woman and rashida and rashida's like yo you seem cool you know sorry for being rude like, let's hang out, blah, 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 blah. And so, um, Dre ends up dating Rashida, even though she hates Nigel. Dre even meets Rashida's family and and parents, and the parents are like, wow, we really are so supportive of you, Andrea. We're so proud of you. Uh, we love you, like, by the way. And, like, Rashida never brings people she's dating around. So this is special, blah, 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 blah. We're so it's okay that you come from a past. We have issues for you. We've got you back. We, and it seems like Andrea is finally getting the acceptance that she wanted. You know what I mean? And now she's still swapping out cars, which means she's potentially stealing cars. You know what I mean? And But, like, she seems to be, like, like... And even though we don't see Andrea's new job and stuff like that, she seems to, like be like getting better but then we see her get niger tickets <laughs> and then she's like surprises rashida once again with um niger tickets which kind of parallels how she tried to try to surprise marissa with niger tickets in episode one um and then when she reveals niger tickets to um what's it called again to rashida um because Rashida comes in she's like it's been such a tiring day it's been so stressful please and like and then she's like well even though it's been tiring for you we're going to a Niger concert so dress up we're going because I got you tickets like Rashida's upset and she's like first of all you don't listen to me one I told you I always hated um Niger if you got me Niger's uh, tickets to Niger's sister's concert I at least you would have listened to me but this tells me that you don't even listen to me when I tell you what I like and don't like two this money would have been more useful if you just saved it because I've been working two jobs to pay your rent I'll pay our rent and keep us from living off the streets so you're not paying for rent and so like all these issues are like unfolding essentially I'm not sure if I'm fucking um, but like okay I need to quickly check that so yeah, I was, what was I talking about? Oh yes, okay. So yeah, she clearly, so yeah, Rashida's like, first of all, you don't listen to me. And two, 
I've been trying to like I'm paying for the bills now and you're not paying for rent and I had to ask my parents which you know I hate doing that to pay for your rent essentially your half of the rent so this is really annoying this is really sucky and like uh, like why how could you do this to me how could you waste that much money and how could you waste it on something that doesn't make me happy and then claim it's for my happiness you're not listening to me and making me really upset so after that whole like kind of like frustrated outburst and stuff like that um we then see dre strangle rashida to death and it's kind of supposed to be done in this way that's like oh she feels bad for doing this this time and i'm at this point i'm just like it's kind of like a huge character reversal because when the thing is i feel like when I, I experience a little bit of hope for a character to change and they really disappoint me that's when i'm like okay you know what i completely completely um give up on you i hated you i started having hope for you and hating you less and now you've just completely like destroyed everything now i don't even trust you and i i hate you and i don't trust you you know what i mean at least before there was this like kind of thing where um i could just acknowledge that that's what you are and that's what you're doing but now it's like you've kind of bamboozled me on top of everything um anyways i was pretty upset <laughs> and yeah then we see like drea realize that oh gosh like while she's trying to get rid of the evidence of rashida's body she's also gotten rid of the tickets by accident so now she has to find another way into the concert and she ends up murdering someone else to get their tickets um, and then she ends up in the concert and she, she ends up running on stage, which, by the way, in the episode six, it explains that um, Andrea had been go going with the name Tony and had run and there had been news articles on a man running on Tanija's stage. And then like, oh, like, and then with oh, running onto a concert stage um and that's how the news article ends yeah but in this episode seven when not like andrea knight rides runs onto the stage she like and essentially attempts to tackle like or i guess maybe in from andrea's perspective give give niger a hug i don't know um but it looks like like andrea's about to tackle niger um and like andrea's being dragged to stage right and then like niger's like stop come here and as andrea gets close to nija dre sees like andrea sees like marissa's face on nija's body and it's like this it's done in this kind of like weird almost it's done in a weird way that i feel like it's intentionally supposed to feel like somehow they copy pasted like her face onto nija's body it really it does not feel like like the body and the face is cohesive does that make sense i don't know like it was, it was a weird moment like something about it feels like a little like huh or like not uncanny but like a little just like that's not fully real is it no that's not you get this feeling of unrealness when you you're when you're seeing this image and it's and then we then like niger escorts dre off stage against streams of fans and is protecting andrea with like a hand around andrea's face and then brings andrea into the back of the limousine and they sit together but it's really marissa's face on niger's face and andrea gets a hug and it gets to cry and that's the ending 
I'm I'm gonna go ahead and assume the ending is a fiction of her imagination. She's has been proving time and time again to first of all be an erotomaniac, to have imagined murderers to texting her to commit murders, to like have bitten uh Nigel's face off uh not not off, to have bitten Nigel's face and not like even realize until it's too late that she's done so. Like clearly her mental state is insane um not insane but like really 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 poor and she needs help but like like yeah it, mm, i was quite frustrated i was so frustrated with jay um but yeah so that that's that's what happens according to jay but like yeah i i think she gets on the stage and she actually gets escorted but like just being near niger made her feel special and if you haven't guessed it by now i'm not sure i say this clearly but in episode six, it comes like really clear that like Niger is really just co code for like Beyonce, and really we're talking about like a fan of Beyonce that put, may or may not have existed and may have potentially committed murders in the name of being part of the Beehive and supporting a Queen Bee, and of course for legal reasons they can't really say this, um and it and like but even then the story is fictitious but based on like many different real life cases so then the question then becomes okay is andrea green real like how how fictitious is the story and when i was watching this video on youtube this video on youtube was like oh no this is m m even andrea is not real but like the event the separate events are real but they're not necessarily connected and I was like, okay, but has there been proof connections? So anyways, this 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 story really blurs reality <laughs> and fiction that makes me think, huh, I'm really confused as to what is happening. You know, has there been a pro prolific female killer in support of a pop star? I don't know. But anyways, people's names are blurred and no, they don't actually say Beyonce, but it's done in such an obvious way that like, and, and also every time like Drea feels the urge to murder someone, she hears the sound of bees, which was very clever. I must say the sounds, like the, the score and the sound in this is like amazing and stuff like that. And yeah, like I just, I guess this is not at all what I expected. <laughs> not at all what I expected. And I think it does some important things in terms of it's probably the first show that like follows the life of a murderer and you kind of leave the show having sympathy like not really having sympathy having an like having like a hatred for every act of violence that the murderer has committed like an active hate of like active hatred of every act of violence in a very like a like a disappointment and perhaps a and like a and a true like strong willed belief that they deserve punishment and jail time and all of that. Um or like maybe not jail time if you don't believe in the prison system, but like some sort of punishment, you know. Um or like just like just some sort of like consequences for the actions. Um, you know. And like you end up leaving the show thinking that, but also being like, wow, like, like I related to that character in these other ways, and I feel sympathy. And so when you like, do you feel those moments of sympathy, or do you, 
it helps humanize a character that's like would be stereotyped or would be like dehumanized in a way that further dehumanizes marginalized people already does that make sense and so the humanization of drea's character doesn't feel like it's necessarily the humanization of her per se but rather the like the a careful like surgical thing of like not surgical but like a very careful like extraction of like villainizing murder while also maintaining humanity for the identity groups that someone might hold you know what i mean even if that is mental health issues you know because i definitely do think i definitely left the show thinking that like at the end of the day she really just really needs help you know what i mean and a social worker is correct in the sense of not villainizing certain groups of people who just really need help you know what i mean and so but still being able to like be like whoa what they did was really messed up and really wrong and it the show does this while like you don't really have to put your thinking cap on you know so i think the only like four i hated with this show was the like how like i guess why women be, became like victims but i felt like the black women who are victims or were just like not allowed to like be fully like like showcased as like innocent victims i don't know like i feel like there was a bit of a discrepancy that i didn't like you know what i mean like the the only black women who appear to be victims are the 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 strippers um or the women who um, work in the strip club um and even then i feel like they're like stories like I don't know it's kind of like not like there's not there's just not enough sympathy given towards them like through the story arc and there's it's just one group of women and then all the other instances <coughs> of women being harmed by oh yeah no there's also Rashida okay so maybe maybe I'm a little wrong in this case but like yeah I'm trying to think yeah I'm trying to think what else they could have done Yeah, maybe that last like person who like Dre helps was just like neither black or white, which is someone like someone else. Like maybe that would have helped. Um, but I'm not sure if that would have helped. But I don't know. I'm trying to think, but like yeah. Anyways, that besides that, I just definitely felt like pain for everyone who was a victim of Drea surprisingly like I ended up thinking gosh they did not deserve that even if they really are unlikable they don't deserve that whereas I feel like other shows I've watched they kind of convinced me that somehow these unlikable characters deserve death like and violent death which is not of course true and then I'll I'll see myself thinking now but like wait I'll snap out of it of course but like in this case I didn't need any snapping out of um necessarily i just could instantaneously recognize so anyways there was a lot of things but it definitely plays with a lot of ideas in very clever ways and this is definitely like the least amount of sympathy i've ever felt <laughs> for a character um at least yeah at least for a character that's murderer anyway ways but like definitely one of the least amount of sympathy i've ever i've ever felt and that was i guess surprising and interesting so yeah 
Um, it doesn't necessarily what's called again. Also, I think what made this interesting is that like, yeah, it's definitely doing something very interesting because it's not like a situation where like, oh, like a black woman is trying to like save herself or save other black women or say you know what I mean or save other women or save other black people it's it's, just, it's nothing it's nothing like that at all it's just like yeah it's just violence <laughs> I don't know <laughs> it's not a great look um and like yeah I just I don't know I think yeah it was just it was really painful seeing all all the acts Yeah, everyone everyone was super painful to see. Anyways, this has stunning cinematography. It's a very unique idea and if you if you've been complaining about like oh there's nothing unique anymore, like no unique shows are made anymore, here's a unique show. And also I discovered that Prime Video gives you thirty days free trial and if you link it to your iTunes account you don't have to like pay immediately. Like you don't have to give up your banking details immediately to do this which is like such an easy feat you know what i mean so like go ahead give this a try you know you got 30 days free trial why not have fun you know um obviously yeah this was quite intense to watch um <laughs> good luck um yeah I don't know what else to say but it, like is is this great representation of black women no not necessarily this is like and i try i try to think back to my earlier predictions of what i thought the show would do or maybe when i was thinking about it do you feel as much sympathy as perhaps you'll feel for everyone else no so it does it does do this thing where like it, i really like yeah and also it does this kind of weird thing where like in episode six it's, it's suggesting that like black women are a little bit or maybe even more likely of getting away with something as murder like murder or being a serial killer which was an interesting suggestion and one that i just could have never predicted and i'm not sure how fundamentally true that is um, but like based on the reason the ship the ship provides, I'm like, oh okay, I can see how that might be true. You know, which it definitely made me think about it's just making me think really think everything. Yeah, it's a very interesting idea. And I'm trying to think. <laughs> like I'm s i am do definitely feel like I'm I would lost of words a little bit here. Um it yeah. It's an it's an interesting concept and so I don't know how I feel completely. Since yeah. I'm glad the murderer is deemed the bad guy, um, but I'm sad that like black women are not really like get to be uplifted and get great representation. But at the same time, is this the great representation that I needed or want? You know what I mean? I'm like, hmm, I don't know. It's definitely not a good for her film. It's it's not really something I'd cost in the good for her genre on the like feminist revenge genre like it's not really that it kind of like isn't out it's it's a very different thing here and so and i think i also part of i think i see her humanity as a black woman and i sympathize with her because i understand humanity i'm just curious as to 
when other people see her humanity and sympathize with her and recognize her, her, her humanity, you know, and then villainize her acts separately, what the way I've done so. Does that make sense? I wonder if that will take place. <sighs> Anyways, go listen to Alien Superstar. <laughs> it is a good song though. But like, yeah, um, that's all I have to say on the show. Feel free to check it out. I'm definitely at a loss for words, um, which is interesting because I've spoken for more than an hour. But like, yeah, l- like, let me know what you think. And until next time. Bye, everyone. Okay, so I wasn't really going to add this part, but after trying to write the description, I thought I should. So something I've been, I think I've been trying to discuss within analyzing the show and thinking about my thoughts on it is the ways in which does this show, like, while it's trying to stop sympathy for murderers, does it stop sympathy for black women? Does it decrease sympathy for black women? Or does it simultaneously stop sympathy for murderers and increase sympathy for black women is it possible to do that is it doing that in my case because of my identity as an individual viewer that will it do this for all viewers does that make sense and how do you walk this tightrope you know what i mean because i do think the audience gets to understand um that like drea has issues and has like issues growing up and mental health issues and like has like you know clearly it's just someone who's in need of help but then i also feel like their the amount of sympathy and how she sees some sympathy for um the woman who work at the strip club and maybe we see even some sympathy for rashid rashid or rashida but do we see enough sympathy to to simultaneously perform this dual act that they're doing if that makes sense of like reducing sympathy for uh, murderers while increasing sympathy for black women and also when you think about like the victims um and how they are portrayed and like the people who are allowed to be victims and just get held like we don't really see black women be victims and get held does that make sense we only see like why women be victims and get help which is like i think that's what i was trying to say about like that scene where andrea who's pretending to be tony like helps rashida's um roommates then roommates who happens to be a white woman you know what i mean like those little moments how do we ensure that there's constant sympathy for everyone you know like you know what I mean? for black women at least not necessarily for everyone because it's hard to do everyone in one like 30 in, in one season which is seven episodes about three months each you know and the story is mostly following that of a murderer who is a black woman and that's not really an escapable idea you know what i mean who like you know so yeah i think those are thoughts to think about and then i think also even discussions around mental health in like the case of murderers are like interesting because like it's just how can we yeah is there a better way to talk about them and talk about it is there a way that we end up stigmatizing mental health issues while talking about talking about murderers how how can we do both it's always this balancing act so those are the kind of just the final thoughts i wanted to add um after <laughs> writing the description 
but yeah let me know your thoughts in in, in the q a or in the description or on twitter <laughs> but yeah okay bye everyone That brings us to an end of this episode. Everything that I'm speaking about is linked down below. And I really hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. And let me know what your thoughts are. I'll be linking out socials in the description below. Until next time, ciao.